episode of Pin Noise versus the World. My name is Harald Hilseth. My name is Jess Swanich. And we are so excited to be bringing you this episode on Mother's Day. So we wanted to start off the episode by shouting out all the moms out there, the aunties, the caregivers in everyone's lives. My mom, Jackie, my grandmother, Mimi, Juana. You got any shout outs on your end? My mom, Lourdes, my sister, Janice, who's also a mom, my mother-in-law, because my brother is married. That's that's a relationship, right? I think or so, sister-in-law? Yeah. Or no, sister-in-law. wait, your in-law. You're married. Or, wait, <laughs> I don't know how it works. My brother's wife. So my brother's that's wife, perfect. I pray sister-in-law, sister-in-law. Sister-in-law. Sister-in-law, yeah, she's a mom. Um, and my aunties, the titas, the lolas in my life my ates shout, shout out, out to them shout out yeah this day is about them and what did we say last month april showers now Bring you're the... bringing may flowers may flowers so, so if there you don't have a bouquet of flowers mm, you need to there's the end of that uh three episode joke saga <laughs> comes to an end finally <laughs> we're retiring yeah, so... it retiring it pamper your mothers in your life uh your motherly figures because you um... used to be in pampers so it's full you, circle. You, dude, Pampers are for <laughs> babies. <laughs> Very much so full circle. But yeah, no, this is um hopefully it'll be a nice day because um when we're recording this um on May 3rd at 7:33 p.m. <laughs> the day before it's a paltry, May 4th. A day before May 4th. Hey, dude, may the 4th be with you. Dude, may the 4th be with you. May the 3rd be with may you. May the 3rd be. <laughs> It's a paltry 55 degrees today, and I really, like, walked outside in my sweatshorts and my flannel and, like, Burks, and it's just a classic Northwest get up and just starts yeah. pouring rain. And I was just like, all right. Man, it's such a, time. like, transition from last week, right? It, you were, like, oh sweating God. in your room. <laughs> you got the I raindrops mean, I... on your face, but then the rain in, you know, today. The rain outside, bro. Rain inside, dry rain outside. Is... It's a flip. <laughs> Well, it's because it's because when we're when we're recording these, we want to cut down on as much background noise as possible, right? So I gotta uh, close wink, the windows. Wink. Yeah, wink. Yo, no background <laughs> noise. And yo, though he said wink, wink, bro. No, no, that's that's both ways. That's both ways. We had we some audio the, troubles here. Yeah, I close the window, and it just becomes like a like a greenhouse in my room, bro. It's mm, these old climate Seattle change firsthand. Change on a micro level. <laughs> But yeah, pouring rain, classic Seattle doom and gloom day outside. Gotta love it. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll be nice on this Mother's Day that you'll be hearing this. Um, so yeah, one last shout out to all the moms out there, um, mm-hmm. including our own. Uh, wouldn't be here without y'all. Uh, I feel like that was disingenuous. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> love, love you all. Love you both. Love everyone in my life. I'm sure you share the same sentiments, Jess. Indeed. Indeed, man. Um, but also, a API <laughs> Heritage Month. So much happening. We got to acknowledge. Um, happy Asian American Pacific Islander Month, Jess. We're you out too, here man. celebrating our us. Fili- yeah, are our Filipinos Pacific Islander, South Asian? Are we Hispanic? Are we Latino? Like you know, where what what diaspora do you put us in? But you know, we're Filipinos. Are Filipinos? We're still we are here. API. We're present. Yeah, we're present, we're bro. Yeah. There's a lot of history between like the lineages <laughs> of our people, but um yeah, so shout out API Heritage Month. Um I don't think we had anything super big planned. I mean, we have a really wonderful guest today, Camille. 
yes uh, Puzo, looking forward really to looking, chatting really looking forward to chatting with her and uh we touch on a little bit of her heritage and her life and um personal stories and uh we'll we'll shout out camille for our api heritage month kickoff yeah. episode. shout out camille shout out camille there's only gonna be two episodes for the heritage month so you know <laughs> nothing special planned super but we wanted to acknowledge it uh obviously and you know just keep doing what you do and all the homies out there trying oh, to yeah. support the the heritage in a time like this in the month um fresh up on your cultural background that's always cultura, important bro cultura it's so important um if you don't have a barong what are you doing i mean i don't anymore i've grown out of mine bro <laughs> barongs are us you gotta go to barongs are us bro i learned about that in college what color barong did you have yeah the white one the green one, i just had a white one, one. yeah nice. i danced a couple um traditional filipino dances for okay, a couple okay. events fase you know about the maglala teak bro mm. <laughs> what you know sayao bro sayao whoa yeah we're we're cultura bro we're all cultured out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i borrowed my uncle's old high school uh barong for a couple dances and the coconut dance you know was it itchy off. bro it was very itchy bro i didn't even wear <laughs> when i wore like a white shirt underneath it was very itchy um if i ever get a new one i, I would get one of those navy ones is that non-traditional like i really just no, I, I feel like that'd be cool it's pretty yeah pretty on par Jer- jared has one that's not tan i don't believe all i remember is that mm. it looked really dope he wore it to our um graduation uh ceremonies for uh fossa oh when bless. i when i grad when i graduated i think i'm sure he'd probably did the same mm. i don't think they had one because yeah. it was you know 2018 shout mm. out class of 2019 but also shout out class of 2020 because yes. y'all are also graduating uh from a couple colleges across the state if you're a semester congratulations wsu i believe gonzaga um anyone else who we're missing out on across the nation who listens if you are graduating this weekend or this month congrats you made it that's huge yes 2021 will be hopefully 2020 fun knock on wood <laughs> yo 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 yeah. yeah have some have some fun in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> only if you're vaccinated bro but we fully vaccinated we'll, we'll get into that we got some segments planned today for totally. you all and speaking of being fully vaxxed we're going to be jumping into the local national international news we have for today hey. Do we want to talk on it real quick though? We're both oh, yeah. have our second shots in our arm. Huge. That's true. That's true. I, You're a Pfizer I, boy, right? Or we're both a Pfizer Pinoys. What are Pfizer Pinoy. <laughs> <laughs> the PPs. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously don't buy into the whole like Pfizer is better than Moderna is better than Johnson nah. Johnson. Any, Any vaccine, vaccine you can get. Yeah. But I mean, hey, like Jess is gonna talk about there's obviously at least we reached a point where it seems like things are plateauing. So Here's our our biweekly reminder that yes. y'all should get vaccinated if you haven't. Um, mm-hmm. Again, fully understand the hesitancies, but there are so many appointments out there. Like they're starting to pile up faster than I believe experts wanted. You know, we yeah. want to reach herd immunity. We want to reach all these things to move into a post mask world in a lot of ways. Vaccination is a huge part of that. It's not just about you, you know. I mean, it should be about you and your health, but... <laughs> Because I'm not, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing my vaccinated friends soon. And um, hopefully, I hope the same for you all. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, there's no difference in like the qualities. I didn't have a horrible reaction, very mild symptoms of everything. I felt it in my knees, which was weird. But mm. old, <laughs> I don't know about bro. you, Jess. How was your experience? Yeah, I just got... you just got your shot. Yeah, that's true. I got my second vaccine on Saturday. 
so we're recording currently on monday um so i think it's been 48 hours since then mm-hmm. um but yeah just the sore arm i felt some body aches but i don't know if that was like in relation to the vaccine or me just like sleeping weird because yeah i have some like back problems when i sleep but it's hey, chilling. shout out the back but, problems yeah no no fever no nothing you know i'm still trying to monitor myself just to make sure like you know taking care of my body taking care of everything um but yes if you are planning to get vaccinated please do so soon for our for all of our seattle peeps um mm-hmm. there are walk-in vaccination point no no not even appointments there are walk-in vaccinations that you can get at lumen field rainier beach and i believe in west seattle sponsored mm-hmm. by the city of seattle so if you haven't gotten your first shot or your need to getting your second shot um you can just show up no need for an appointment just get vaccinated you know so you can see your friends hug your loved ones and just keep on doing you yeah just yeah. like being safe right for not like i was trying think what i forgot to say earlier is not just about you while it is it's about folks that can't get the vaccine or still at risk like you know there's always that small risk even though it's one of the most effective vaccines in history um you yeah. know there's still a little bit of risk for the most uh vulnerable in our population so just want to put that out there uh didn't mean to interrupt the transition for no this. you're good like, man you're good you can go right into your section now yeah for sure so once you are vaccine we're gonna be talking about a little bit about some cdc guidelines thanks to dr fauci and co uh so once you're vaccinated you can gather indoors with all your fully vaccinated friends you can also gather indoors with unvaccinated people um you know from one of your households or you know households that you've been in close contact with but if they do have any underlying health conditions, you may need to express some caution there just to make sure everyone is safe and sound. Another thing that you can do is gather outdoors with any activities, maybe within a small or medium-sized group. And if you are planning on traveling, you don't need to get tested before or after your travels, and you also don't need to self-quarantine. So this opens up a lot of opportunities for being vaccinated. Again, we really urge you to get vaccinated because now is the time and we really want to see people in person again. You know, it's just a great time. I mean, it's huge, right? These are these are great, great updates from the CDC. And look, I mean, the CDC hasn't gotten everything right, but rarely does the bureaucracy get things 100 (laughs) percent right. Right. It's just about like us trusting in a source that, you know, we are (laughs) transitioning from one administration to another on a federal level. of like starting to trust those government agencies a little more than we have in the, you know, in the last four years, especially. And for some people for like generations and eons, which I totally understand, but yeah, I mean, these updates from Fauci and the CDC are huge. I'm looking forward to um, seeing uh, vaccinated friends um, on a tiny trip here in a week. Uh, We'll we'll probably talk about it at the end of the episode, but won't be seeing, um, we'll be on a different schedule when I'm, out and about but um safely being with those folks is going to be very liberating i love my family but they have been my core for like a year now and it's going to (laughs) be fun to see friends homies again in person without feeling that uh that anxiety i mean i Mm. obviously i don't think everyone feels that but i just personally that anxiety has been ridiculous just like being around people just gives me that tense like feel like I just clench up. I'm just like, oh, oh I yeah. get away. But like maybe not now because we both have the shots. Right. It's huge. huge. Yeah. And, you know, we also have to put things into perspective again because, 
you know, we are both in the United States, but we also understand that the situation around the world is inequitable. It's also not the same. So just thinking about what's happening right now in India, they reported around 400,000 new COVID cases in the past 24 hours. And this is the first time that India has surpassed 400,000 in a day. And it's a world record, right? It's yeah, it is a world record. And even with, you know, India's population being around like 1.1 billion or no 1.3 billion, I believe um, that is a lot. And just also considering that they've vaccinated around 150 million people um, just because of all the variants that have been going around. Um, and again, just because of India's huge population, um, it's just been really hard and really, you know, buckling down on their health infrastructure. So we just wanted to put that into perspective and just making sure that people are aware of, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, President Biden, um, you know, unfortunately has put one of those travel restrictions on India, um, you know, looking at the corporate world, we have seen like some CEOs like expressing their support in trying to send over resources um, in whatever way they can. Um, and it's really like a rallying cry to understand that the world is watching on how this plays out um, and just making sure that, you know, if there's this instance in one country, like, you know, this is a time for all of the other countries to step in as well, deliver what resources they have. Um, and again, just with everything happening with vaccines and bringing down COVID cases, um, again, it's really important to still practice social distancing, practice wearing a mask. And if you are vaccinated, you know, just be courteous in continuing those things. Um, but again, yeah, we just want to provide this update just to understand what's going on in the rest of the world. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's the disparities between the North and the South, the Western society versus parts of the world that, you know, we don't have the same cultural or or day-to-day like lives. They're, you know, they're bound by different economic and political systems. Um, and obviously our nation is only a third of the size, less than a third of the size, nearly right. a quarter almost now of like the size of India. And that's just, oh man, it's not, it's not fun to talk about or, you know, see what is happening, but it's obviously worse to be living it. So, you know, looking out for resources in the future we might be able to include some in the description um to totally. support um india but you know like jess said it's happening in more countries in the world um other than india especially in the global south um that were you know it's 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 numerous at this point but india obviously presenting one of the biggest global and regional problems um in terms of like how we're gonna tackle covid uh on a global level now that we're starting to finally get it under control in the states and that's that's with its own problems as well right like right. plateauing and vaccine distribution and and cases i mean there's rumors that king county might go back into phase two mm-hmm. which would mean a lot of you know significant insignificant changes for how we've been progressing on a local level so it ain't over it is not over yet yeah far from over and just transitioning it back to local politics you mentioned king county uh, we just want to shout out and i guess mention uh joe nguyen is running for the king county executive position which is currently held by dow constantine constantine i was about to say doe for some reason i don't know why dow don't uh, <laughs> do constant 
Tinopol. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Joe Nguyen, he's currently a 34th District Democrat. Um, he was born in White Center to Vietnamese immigrants. He is also a proud Seattle U alum. Shout out our fellow Red Hawk, who was also student body president. And I know this because oh. for me, and I, I don't really like bring this up all the time, but Harald likes to bring it up. But when I was student body president at SU, they have plaques of all the different you know, terms of people who served like year after year. I saw Joe's name as president. I think it was 2003. Joe, if you're listening to this, please don't like come after us. Come <laughs> at us, Yeah, Joe. he was student body president a long, long time ago. <laughs> nah, but he's uh, really, really passionate about making sure that King County has equitable resources and he really wants to change criminal justice the way we think about affordable housing, as well as um, TANF in terms of supporting um, those who are low income families uh, looking for food and welfare support. And, you know, Joe's just been like a really like progressive guy. You know, he has a great story. He really cares about the issues that are affecting our county. Again, this is not like a endorsement or anything but oh, I just want to highlight the, work the world endorse the following candidates <laughs> i mean but if no, we want you're... to if we want to but no hey, i'm we'll just doing it i think we should do an endorsement episode down the line that'd be fun we'll Ooh, just, like, for the call, elections call we could draw our lines in the sand that'll be great yes but joe we we support you as fellow api um members we want to thank you for all the service you've been doing to our community yeah i mean even with like the, the breakdown of who you're going to end up supporting um, from the county level where Joe is running against Dow and what we talked about in previous episodes about city elections coming up. Um, we should just all be glad that someone's running against Dow. Like, yeah. I just look, I, I, Dow has been in office longer than you and I have been alive. That's true. And that's wild. That's just like, and, and look, I, I've maybe seen Dow Constantine once, like in my entire life mm. at, at an event that I had to be at because I worked for Camilla. <laughs> Or like yeah. it was post the election, but you know, I was there anyways with um with a couple of friends. Right. I'm just like and I just like saw him and I'm like, you're just <laughs> Dow Constantine. So to have someone with a legitimate case, a legitimate like presence in state politics, like yep. Joe does in Olympia, mm-hmm. you know, like when he when Jess said thirty fourth district Democrat, he's a senator for the thirty fourth district. Um he's not just like in the in the trenches with um fellow uh constituents and 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 community members. You know, he's from West Seattle, he has roots across the northwest he's son of immigrants like he is he should be what we all kind of aspire to be in in terms of like local politics and like how he involves himself always a big fan of someone who like gets their hands dirty knocks on doors talks face to face with new and old voters um and just tries to mobilize a base that uh, maybe hasn't been tapped into into for a while because i mean i don't know how interested young people even (laughs) <laughs> uh, like wider voting populations are uh, that are older than us um have about someone like dow constantine and just like the idea of what the king county executive does so to have him doing this is huge because he is yeah. a guy with a name right a plan and uh, hopefully the resources to be able to um at least make it to the general because you'd have to assume dow would at least make it to the general and then it's gonna oh be yeah one other person yeah it'll be um, contested note. For, for sure. And, you know, both of them have like, I'd say like just from Joe's like experience, like he seems like he has mm-hmm. his stuff together. You know, he's oh, yeah. building his career as an early politician. Hey, shout out um, you, Joe. Good for you. You got your stuff together, man. Yes. And if you do <laughs> become us. King County exec, I can say without hesitation, we did it 
Joe. We um, did it. <laughs> we we did it. Anyway, <laughs> moving in just to round us out here for our uh, local, national, international news. You want to end on this um, high note of LeVar Burton, our reading rainbow host. You know, reading just rainbow. a lot of <laughs> the Chaka Khan butterflies in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I can go twice as high. I know you can, Harald, but uh, anyway. (laughs) Um, LeVar Burton will be hosting Jeopardy for the episodes being aired from July 26th to the 30th. So that'll bring some life and energy into your summer watching, summer streaming, wherever you watch Jeopardy. And LeVar Burton said himself that he was overjoyed, especially with the online petition gathering over 250 thousand signatures with mine being one of them Um, love it i just think you know if lavar burton was the permanent host of jeopardy i'd be tuning in every night you know that would be amazing he he just like i don't know he would be like a great replacement for alex trebek um again rest in peace the goat um but yeah, I just think like, where's Jeopardy at right now? We just have all these like guest yeah, hosts, is which is great, at? which is great. <laughs> but, you know, I think like having that presence, you know, having someone who's been in, I don't even want to say show business, but just like in entertainment for a long which time. Which is in popular culture, right? Yeah. It's po- yeah. literally popular culture, for, especially for a whole generation. Like we are the generation that grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, our, our generation probably knows him from Reading Rainbow. Others might know him from star trek or roots um you know his career goes back a long time so every generation can relate to him and having Mm -hmm. that presence there on jeopardy which is a trivia show about history about like random information that you know normal people don't necessarily care about it's full circle it's a lot of ways really is Mm mm-hmm so yeah, I mean, honestly, though, you talk yeah. about like the Jeopardy. Uh, you're talking about the Jeopardy guest host too. Aaron Rodgers was on there. <laughs> NFL goat QB. Come at me with your Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers debates. But <laughs> yeah, no, Aaron Rodgers um, was was a guest host. Maybe he will just quit the NFL and become a Jeopardy permanent host. It's Lavar Burton versus Aaron Rodgers. How would you like to see that? Mm, I'll. Nah, nah. He said, I'll, pass. <laughs> I'll pass on that. Lavar Burton is my host. Per- but yeah, look, Lavar Burton for Jeopardy forever. That's that. Start the hashtag now. Hashtag Lavar Burton for Jeopardy forever. That's not a very good hashtag, but a great uh, transition to a uh, little bit of a sports update for y'all. Um, if you had tuned into my impassioned, um, controlled, um. <laughs> angry take on the european super league last week um the day after uh we recorded that it officially died so a little update on that yeah woo, yeah let's go grassroots soccer is still owned by billionaires but at least (laughs) not in the european super league um yeah basically what happened uh man city and chelsea i believe were the first two um soccer teams football clubs from uh the premier league to pull out and then of of the agreement and then rejoined everything they needed to do to get back into a good standing with the other competitions they were in from the Champions League to the Prem and and Liverpool, Man U, um, Tottenham and Arsenal all followed. Interestingly enough, you would have to say that not a lot of the clubs that retracted actually came out with a really good apology. So, they, you know, it was either like a blank faced PR three sentence like we misjudged 
the way that everyone was gonna react to this like but no, did they it. though did you they got really caught. you got caught because you knew this was your revenue source you try to call all of us mm. legacy fans like we fit into a bubble we're not all just fans of the sport in these teams but you know they, they were really trying to like act like these local teams that even before they were owned by billionaires had over a hundred years of history each with their local communities and and fans of the sport so you're looking at like what happened this past weekend was wild after more and more teams pulled out the european super league is dead rejoice rejoicing is happening but then you got news that maybe the european super league isn't fully going to go away like entirely it might come back like you know it's not fully dead yet there's been push at least by those in the english Premier league to petition their government um to uh implement what we talked about is in germany with the 50 plus one fan ownership rule um so the 50.1 percent or 51 percent of the uh, club is owned by fans which would take away any ability for these billionaire owners to pull this again um actually the uh liverpool manchester united united derby was slated to happen this past weekend but fans of manchester united and shout out them invaded the pitch somehow got through <laughs> Like in, 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 with no fans in the stands, and there was oh, there were thousands of them outside of um, their stadium, Old Trafford, protesting the um, protesting the moves uh, by their owner, the their American owners, such as like Liverpool has um, the Glazers to sell the team, and they you know there's been a huge push by those Manchester United supporters over recent years um, to even get them kicked out before this even happens. So a lot of them ran ran onto the pitch and were kind of painted as like oh these rogue fans and i'm just like there's there was maybe one video of one person who was maybe a fan who even knows that they were a fan of manchester united just there to pull something picked up one of the sky sports which is like kind of like espn of england some of their equipment and threw it and like that was the reoccurring image and they didn't even show all the peaceful protesting and even like without peaceful protesting it's like righteous you know anger that's just you know it, it's true in a lot of ways and that's how they decided to mobilize as and organize as a group. And we're a big fan of organizing on this podcast. So, Indeed. you know, hate Indeed. the team. Shout out the fans, though, for what you all did, because obviously it got the it got the game postponed. It didn't happen today. Who knows when it's going to happen? Um, it was a big game, honestly, in the season, and they were able to stop it in terms of these protests. So hopefully we see more of this going forward and like really pushes the hands of the billionaire owners. But then again, they are billionaire owners. So. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be pretty hard to unseat them from their from their statues, but a lot of money, man. A lot of money, a way lot too money. much money in the league. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not helping by buying the jerseys every year. But, <laughs> uh, European Super League is dead. Locally, the Sounders and your Seattle Mariners are respectively in first and second place Ooh. in MLS and in the AOS. So, um, M's, you know, went through a tough road stint in Houston, um, but then bounced back and a sense won a good amount of their games since the road trip to Houston are 16 and 13 and game back of first place of the Oakland nice. athletics Moneyball somehow always in first place despite, <laughs> and no one knowing who plays for their team. Um, like always me. in first. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Sounders though, you'll be able to talk with me about this a little more. Jess, uh, we won three zero undefeated yes. on the season. Yeah. Team looking amazing. Uh, on the Jimmy kids. Oh, the the premiere of our favorite kits uh, <laughs> in recent memory, as the pod knows, the Jimi Hendrix kits premiered. Um, they looked even better on field. I don't know if you're able to catch the game or any highlights. Just amazing. Everyone in the stands were wearing them. You'd think that our primary yeah. colors were purple, bro. 
Hey, that should be our our petition. Petition for purple haze jersey, just all day, every day. All day, all day. No, no, no. Rave green, baby, rave green. <laughs> but no, it's great to have those two those two colors um, intertwining with the team. Uh, Captain Nico Lodero returns. It was just a great day. It, it seemed like it was great to be in the stadium. Um, and also with the NFL draft, had a couple local boys. Well, you know, not local from here, but you know, went from went to University of Washington. I don't want to be one of those crusty old men that get mad from, at like 20-year-olds. Uh, from I'm what like university? Hey, from University of Washington, I will give the shout-out. We didn't have a single Thank person you. drafted Thank this year. Thank you. But <laughs> UW had four players drafted. Uh, one in the first round, Joe Tryon, um, to the Buccaneers, the Super Bowl oh. champion Buccaneers. So that's pretty big moves. And Levi Onwunzurike, um in the second round. So shout out all the UW folks that got drafted. Hope y'all have very successful careers in the NFL. Um, but yeah, very interesting week for sports. But a little update from my end on that. Solid. But with that, uh, we're all going to move into our big picture story of the day. Um, as many of you have seen, it's something so fun. Pin noise versus... <laughs> The Seattle City budget. Boo! This is where we're gonna lose. Boo! <laughs> you suck. <laughs> this is where we lose all of our listeners right now. Um, would not blame you because we peruse. We don't. We want to put a disclaimer at the top. We talked about it before. We have by no means done any high journalistic standard of research on the budget. It is seven hundred and fifty-one <laughs> pages long. And we only went through the proposed budget. We and then perused what was later accepted by the city council towards the end of last year. Um, but there, you know, there's not a huge difference in what they ended up going with from the proposed budget. But it is 751 pages long. It is Oof. a behemoth of a document. Like that's I would, some I would summer reading the, right there. It's more. It's like a year long reading, bro. I mean, I guess people go through books <laughs> in like a week nowadays. I cannot. That's true. But um, yeah, the, the basic. Yeah. yeah, the budget is just the backbone of everything we want policy wise to be done in our city. And, and there's a lot of, I think, important things that we can touch on to help mm-hmm. educate y'all a little bit on a little crash course on the 2021 and, you know, beyond and just in general, what the budget means for the city. Um, so basically the uh, general fund uh, for the city is sitting at about 1.5 ish billion dollars uh, for this year. And the total fund is 6.5 billion. If you want to look at what the difference is between those two, the general fund is basically what the city council can directly dictate and decide on what um, they're going to, at least policy-wise, um, try to get passed through the city council when they allocate the budget. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of um, where we're going to direct certain monies for program for programming, um, grants, um, new processes, and, and uh, program building for existing uh entities underneath the seattle city um purview you know so just different departments from parks all the way down to the arts and how we you know even for like areas like seattle center that the city uh gravitates towards or owns rather um but the 6.5 billion dollar total fund is 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 everything included in that general fund but it's kind of the operational cost of the bureaucracy so the people who make city government work it's not just seven people on the city council. It's not just one mayor. It's hundreds upon thousands of people working these 
you know, very important jobs. I'm assuming some might be more mind numbing than others. You're looking at your <laughs> TV screen a lot from home, but it's important work. It's work that needs to be done. And a lot of people are yep. doing, are doing the jobs that keep this city running and afloat. Shout out to them, um, man. Shout out to public servants, actually. Though. Yeah. Public servants that don't have their name out there that are just, you know, they're taking a job that, you know, you may or may not be taking because you want to serve your city, but you know, it's it, at the end of the day, it's still impacting a lot of people positively um, and keeping everything going, especially in the COVID-19 right. era. Um, but the basic breakdown of how all these funds are um, allocated and, and taken from the public to be dispersed among the um, various services we just talked about. Uh, we have taxes, taxes, everyone's favorite licensing fees and fines supported um, to support activities related. <laughs> To city government, so everyone loves getting fines. I mean, I remember the time you and I were down in a, uh, we were underneath the old viaduct before it got torn down. I didn't back in park somewhere, and then they were like, "Oh, boom, you're gone for 20 minutes at Ivers. Here's a 50 dollar fine." I'm just like, "All right, bet this better be going towards a youth program or something, or like, or like the arts." Nah, they didn't want to tell us where that money was going, bro. (laughs) They didn't want to tell us. but also there's uh, fees for services that you pay, like renting out Seattle Center or other city-owned non-public rec centers um, or dedicated property tax levies. So just you know, one-time taxes that we pass as a community that fund certain projects and have to be allocated towards you know an area of the 751-page Seattle budget. Again, not fun, but necessary. Um, city utility charges that everyone has to pay for, so everything from garbage to, to lighting, which is obviously a fun um, bill to receive a long time rent and mortgage. Um, <laughs> but those are charged to the customer for those services directly, which makes up a huge part of the of the total funds and grants from the federal government, state or private agencies um, to support a wide variety of city services that we didn't touch on in the previous three uh, really exhilarating things I just talked about. Um, but they include stuff like infrastructure <laughs> repair and social services. So the last enthralling stat I'll give you about the city budget, 20% of that budget is spent on admin. This is the general fund, not the total. Um, 11% of it is spent on arts, 10% on education, um, 4% on on the Liverpool sections, and nearly 50%, 49% on public safety. So, I'm, oh, and I forgot about the most important thing, 6% on utilities. We can't live without utilities. Um, but yeah, all these revenue sources are direct, <laughs> directly impacted by our local um, and now international economies that have been heavily impacted by COVID-19, um, took a massive hit in 2020. There are a lot of local agencies and nonprofits that are taking massive budgeting shortfalls that are going to have to rely a lot on federal and state funding to keep these local city and municipalities afloat. Um, we're looking at something that's nearly four times worse in the 2008 depression Jess, which is hard to wow. imagine at our at our worst yep. in terms of the um job loss and Mm-mm-mm. gdp loss that just like our economies have faced um so mm-hmm. Jess has specifically gone in on even more exhilarating topics he delved into <laughs> some of his least favorite his favorite uh what he thought was uh some of the most important um bylines that we want to talk to you all about uh from this 751 page budget uh, take it away, Jess. Yeah, and just a quick disclaimer, though, uh, because this budget is super extensive, I just want to say, even when government says they make their documents transparent, doesn't mean that their documents are understandable. So Bro, this is the least understandable. I'm just saying, with a grain read. of salt, take my words for a grain of salt. 
<laughs> yes, you need like a freaking PhD to understand all. Well, okay, no, you actually don't, but it's really <laughs> yeah, nitty gritty. If you have the time to do this, like I don't know what else you would do with your life, but if you have time on your hands, check it out. So I researched the budget allocations for education, human services, which is one department, public safety, and then administration. So, you know, I could talk all day about the numbers, but I really want to highlight the impacts of where these different budget items go to. So let's start with education and human services. That's an interesting thing to think about because it's financed by the sweet tax. And, you know, if you and I all know anything about sweet tax, that taxes any drinks that you're going to take on White Claw, on Jones Soda, because we support local businesses. Yo, he started so off with White Claw. anytime you go to your <laughs> local grocery store. Okay, Jones Soda and then White Claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I digress. But I'm just saying, um, anytime you're in the grocery store, you buy you know, some alk, you buy some juice, you buy soda, just know that that money is going to early learning for children, to preschool teachers, and to assist families with equitable access to resources. So because of your generous contribution through taxes, you are helping (laughs) to support post-secondary programs that achieve the city's education action plan, where they hope to have 70% of all student groups within Seattle Public Schools to achieve a post-secondary credential by the year 2030. And that can either be community college, that can be a trade school, that can be a four-year or two-year college or institution. So just think about that. Anytime you're buying a soda, you are helping out a local Seattle resident get an education. What do you like think It might have been that? annoying. It, it might, yeah, it might have been annoying when we were in high school <laughs> and you want to cop in Arizona, but you can't get it for a dollar. So you got to pay like a dollar twenty-nine. You're like, city sugar tax. And look, there are definitely issues with the city sugar tax. Like, it's kind of inequitable. It's like... <laughs> It was obviously targeting specific communities and like communities of color. Yeah, I don't know. You go to corner stores, you you buy a soda, you buy a juice, you buy. It's not like this is generally an issue that certain people are going through. It, it did impact one community more than another, but it's good to know where that money is going from, aka the definite positives to going through the seven hundred and fifty-one page Seattle City budget. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn these things huge yes indeed so buy all this all the jones soda buy it all buy all five racks of it get the best and the worst flavors yeah sure one of them was turkey flavored one year (laughs) buy it support local teachers support local education through the taxes i know it's a lot but you know with more knowledge you'll go to college whoa (laughs) the right master right here thank you need a little bit of joy in this dense document bro there's (laughs) one word to describe this it's dense yeah and speaking of dense we're gonna move on to public (laughs) safety which is super dense because that's where a big chunk yeah that's where the biggest chunk you you mentioned 49 percent, almost half it's 49 percent of the budget i mean we have to touch on how this has to Uh, be the most well-known and scrutinized part of every city budget given everything that's happened over the last year but you know the push nationally to cut police departments by 50 percent. there was a push in seattle to do that but then they kind of backed off and it ended up kind of between 15 and 20 percent. and not even that's been fully taken into account with the new budget it's yeah. kind of going to be on a rolling basis and I, I, probably something the new mayor and the new city council are going to be dealing with a lot more 
than what the ones are now in 2021. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jenny, all of them are going to have like a say on what's happening and have had a say. Um, I mean, it's going to be what we're going to look at, like what a 20% markdown from what they wanted, which was 50%. Um, when I refer to today, just, you know, local activists or organizers that we're trying to work with representatives to, to, to do that. And, um, you know, you reach a compromise, I guess. So that's kind of what is one of the biggest ticket issues with the public safety sections is it's yeah. nearly 50% of the budget. It's kind of jarring to see like on paper, you hear people right. talk about it on social media infographics all the time. But when you see it on the literal like government papers, you're like, wow, this is so <laughs> much of the budget. It's innately insane. Yeah. Cause if you disaggregate it down um, when I was doing the research on public safety, so a large chunk of that 49%, if you like break it down even more, like most of that money goes towards leadership and administration, which basically means, you know, the infrastructure that makes SPD, SPD. So you got, you know, the finance department, you got the grants and contracts, you got IT, you got admin, you got HR. So basically all the people who are there, who are the backbone of why police officers, why people in SPD are employed, that's where most of the money is going. And the other thing to consider too, is that with those, you know, different sub departments, there is also the fleet and facilities management, uh, I would say department. Yeah. Department. And what that, that's interesting to consider because thinking about, you know, the different vehicles, the different, you know, facilities, jails, whatever you want to, well, I don't want to say jails, but the different precinct buildings they have, you know, they each have their own different budget, which is interesting, but like just knowing that a large chunk of that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like within SPD's like own like control. Right. Um, so that's interesting to think about in terms of, you know, how the money supports the backbone of, you know, this just large underbelly of stuff that we could go into um, as well. And the <laughs> it's second, own, it's its own episode. The second honestly. Thing, it's its own episode. And uh, the second biggest part under that is special operations. So anything in response to emergencies, special events, search and rescue hostage crisis. Oh, geez. Like that's where around, you know, maybe less than half of that goes towards as well. Um, You know, and that's just also important to think about in terms of how they work together with the Community Police Commission and the Office of the Inspector General. Um, Just for a quick recap. The Community Police Commission is community representative by members who can apply, but can also be um, appointed to this commission um, by the mayor and I think the C- Seattle City Council. Um, and they do a big part in terms of understanding how the police interact with the community. And that's really important in understanding how we can hold people in those pos- positions of power accountable. Um, especially with Seattle being under consent decree because of all the, you know, instances of police brutality that have been happening, you know, long before 2010 with, you know, the murder of John Williams, but even before then and with all the crazy things that have been happening, it's really important that, you know, the community police commission gets funds because they're doing this thing called part, which is the police accountability recommendation tracker where they've been giving recommendations to SPD. But the weird thing is that only 61 of those recommendations that have been given were reported at 33%. So, I mean, what what are you doing, man? If you're appointed to that commission, 
and you're trying to hold people in those positions of power accountable. You have a race and social justice initiative sponsored by the city and you only 33% of what is recommended is actually being implemented. Like there's a big equity issue there. And again, I can go into it, but that's just something I wanted to highlight in terms of public safety and how our dollars are being used. So yeah, know, direct from the budget instance, again. Direct from the budget. And if there's an instance of, you know, use of force or whatever, like just know that they're probably not going to listen to the needs of community, even when those people were appointed by people in those positions of power. So that's just an interesting thing I just need to highlight. I know I could just keep on going, keep on hey, going. Again, it's all, it's on a, hold me we'll, back, we'll man. Hey, Panoise versus public safety. How about that? We'll we'll do that. Yes. We'll, we'll do an episode on that in the future. Yeah. And just quickly, they did do some small steps in terms of moving non-police things elsewhere. So thinking about the 911 communication center, um, thinking about alternative responses to calling the police. So that'll be now housed um, as the Seattle Emergency Communication Center, which will be crucial in dispatching um, appropriate responses in that regard. Um, the Office of Emergency Management, that staffs the Emergency Operations Center. So if a major event occurs, we'll probably get these like mass texts on our phones telling us what to do, how to respond. Um, so that will not be housed with an SPD. And the last thing too, which is a thing that Harold and I experience is the parking <laughs> enforcement unit. Oh, yeah, gosh, we could go on and on about <laughs> that. <laughs> but oh, that man. will be removed from SPD and be put under the Seattle Department of Transportation. Um, they just have more, you know, say in terms of parking zones and traffic management. You know, what's the point of enforcing parking, man? Like, what's what's the point you already get enough money through our taxes so <laughs> yeah tell him I, Jess, I could just i could just keep we're the people <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him that <laughs> we're the people but actually oh, though man. it is important for us to know where our money is going so just true be aware be an informed citizen be an informed resident um and just be you know in the know all the time and that's what you know this platform is for and we just want to quickly highlight some admin stuff in terms of um, the other parts of the budget. So one big thing that I like about the admin disbursement appropriation is the highlight of democracy vouchers, which I think is an equitable step in terms of getting Seattle residents involved in these processes. So if you think about big elections, national elections, you have political action campaigns known as PACs, right? Where millionaires, billionaires funnel their money in, making these elections quote unquote rigged because you know, the top candidates get all this money, whereas grassroots candidates who are, you know, getting their way up there in their political careers can't get the money or funding. But the democracy vouchers in this case allow for, you know, I don't want to say no name candidates, but just like candidates across the board to get equitable funds from residents who, you know, can just put their money elsewhere. So I believe it's a hundred dollars that we each get which yeah, we can for 25 dollars any candidates right and for this election uh we have the mayor we got two city council positions and the city attorney so you know we'll be able to spread our democracy vouchers you know evenly among them or we could put them to all of one candidate and i think that's just like a really great way to get people involved and be civically engaged in their elections 
Um, so those are my yeah, three I sections. That. I could go on and on for days. The budget. Oh, like, bro. 751 I'm page Seattle City budget. Is it fun like, to go who, through? Was who it, has the time fun? to read that? No, it <laughs> was not who... fun. The city of Seattle, <laughs> yo, please make please make this budget like reader friendly and more accessible. Like nobody has time to read this. It's an eyesore. But we want to inform the people. Harald, I'll turn it over to you, man. I mean, hey, there were there are literally <laughs> three other sections we didn't even tap into, like arts, culture, recreation, livable and inclusive communities, and utilities, transportation, and environment important all important in their own rights but just one general trend across all six of these um uh, breakdowns in the general allocation of the budget is that they're all going to be facing you know moderate to huge cuts because of COVID-19 budgeting shortfalls so um you know just tapping in and those organizations you're a part of you know of are trying to keep afloat if you can support them personally in any way please try to uh, within your own um economic ability at this point but um, yeah, again, 751 pages. It's a lot. We try to go through <laughs> as much as we could peruse. Yeah, we got to produce this whole podcast on top of that. Um, so that was a blast. Our best deep dive ever, Jess. I, I, you know, let's do a wake up. Wake up, everyone. Is everyone awake now? All right. Because we're moving on to our favorite segment of the, uh, yeah. What? I'm awake. I'm awake now. To our favorite segment of the episodes we do, uh, our interview with the esteemed Camille Naputo. Are you excited for this? Y'all just recently met too. Like we said, uh, the creator of our logo, close friend of mine, and now yours. Are you excited for this uh, interview? I am ecstatic. You can't even <laughs> express my ecstasy. No, 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 not ecstasy. <laughs> whoa, whoa. My excited is whatever. I'm 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 loving grab. Oh, <laughs> unacceptable. Unacceptable. On that chaotic note, on that chaotic note, we will transition over to our wonderful interview with Camille Naputo back after this short break. This episode of Pin Noise vs. the World is unofficially brought to you by Season 2 of Disney's The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda? Need I say more? Season 2 of The Mandalorian, now out on Disney+. And we're back to the podcast with the one, the only, Camille Rakpan Naputo. What's up, everyone? Woo! What's up, Camille? Hey, third guest on the pod. Ah, I'm Round scared. <laughs> nice intro. Cool. Cool. This is this is new. This cool. is a new feeling for me. I was like trying so hard not to like giggle because I, I I saw my little audio thing. I was like, make a sound. Don't make a sound. <laughs> the wave the, the audio waveform. Yeah. Um for those uh who don't look at 
what we <laughs> record on we record on something that has audio waves so um, Nerd. <laughs> a little bit of visual storytelling for y'all <laughs> But we're so excited to have Camille on, a great friend of mine, and uh, Jess. Uh, she has been working closely with us over the last six-ish months during uh, the planning of this to help create our logo. If you've seen our logo and love it, shout out Camille, because Camille made Thank that. You. She's an I'm, artist. I'm a total uh, novice. I'm a total novice. Please, you're gassing a... me up way more than I need to. I am amateur. <laughs> All right, well, in her words, she is a total no, not novice. even. <laughs> <laughs> but also, a uh, fellow Coog alum uh, has grown up in multiple places. We'll talk about that hopefully here uh, in the interview. And, you know, just generally a wonderful person to be around and be friends with and have in your life. So, if you ever get a chance to meet Camille, say what's up and befriend her because you'd be messing up if you didn't. And that's why we're having her on the podcast, because we had a lot of really interesting life stories to talk about with her. And, you know, this is Panoise versus the world. We are two Panoise and a Panay. What? Crazy. Okay, okay. Crazy stuff. And, and it's um AAPI month. Yes. AAPI as we yes. talked about earlier in the podcast, happy AAPI month once again. Um, we always celebrated that, Camille, on... Uh, well, for those that don't know, we were on uh, APASC together at WCU, the Asian Pacific American Student Coalition. Um, always had to celebrate API Month in April, so I always forget it's actually in May because we we so all funny, we all like yeah. end the school year in April, early. right? So the the funny thing is, so I was on HBO Max the other night, and I was like, oh my god, Honey Bun, that's what I call my boyfriend, Saul. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss it. It was on April thirtieth. And I saw a little special that said like AAPI picks. And I was like, oh my God, I only have one day to uh, like to, to watch all of these or like admire <laughs> to all binge of them. All the picks. And then, yeah. And then I was like, wait, we celebrate it in April for school, but it's really in May. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah it, it throws you for a loop. <laughs> I, I don't know if you did anything like that, Jess, because, you know, if Jess, again, student body president, Seattle University. No, 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 Jess no. no. <laughs> If you ever nah, we I always celebrated it in quarter. May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Damn, on quarter, they were just so like, we're like, yeah, we are the real ones. Whenever you guys are on break, we're still in school and all that. Yeah, yeah. Rip Dude, to the quarters, quarter system. Quarters anyway, just seem <laughs> crazy. Quarters yeah, quarter system. <laughs> I don't know if I could have if I could have survived quarter system. Just Seriously. like having to switch it up three times a year. Well, and then then if you took summer before, yeah, it's too fast it enough. I just right, see the TikToks that's like the TikToks yeah. that, that talk about like the difference between semester and quarter. And it's just like, ooh, like it like, <laughs> you know, it's oh, God, I see. <laughs> I'm not even on TikTok. You've tried to get me on TikTok. I am a devout lover of TikTok. You know what? I don't even care if they're spying on me. They're already spy they have your social security <laughs> number. So, yo, Zuck, know. Zuck already knows everything about you. <laughs> so if you're like, I'm out here thinking Instagram is better than TikTok. It really isn't. <laughs> None yeah, of them really Instagram's are better than the others yeah it's whoa you say meh that is our primary we are sponsored by instagram ma'am that is a lie but, um... are, you really? are you really okay <laughs> no i was like no, oh, no. mark zuckerberg <laughs> dollars in my back we'll get there one day Dude, one day one day finesse finesse use the system to your advantage finesse gang. <laughs> we'll make our own instagram well. <laughs> Ooh, oh yes. my goodness yes 
and we could honestly talk for hours about things that we didn't plan ahead of time, but we did come prepared with some questions to ask Camille and gave her some time to think about it because we want to get in-depth as much as possible in a 30-minute interview segment. So I'd like to maybe start off about talking about with the pod, talking with us about um, where you kind of identify home as because, uh, you know, one of the things I know about you, Camille, is that you've grown up in a lot of various places uh, across the United States and like beyond, obviously, um, and just where you um, kind of compare where you've grown up, uh, you know, what your connection is to those places. And is there truly like one place you consider home uh, over the others? Mm-hmm. That is a good question. Um, so when it comes to home, um, I got to give like the whole story, the whole context, just so that people can understand. Um, I So I'll start from the beginning. So it was a it was a sunny day in San Diego. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I was born in San Diego. I was a Navy. I was a Navy baby. It was definitely a beautiful day because I was born. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> said don't gas me up. I'm just kidding. It's all it's all jokes. It's all jokes. Um and also anxiety. It's just it's just a, a trigger, you know, you um a I defensive mechanism. You know, mm. I laugh a lot and I feel like it's because it's a defensive mechanism. I'm trying to work on that. Anyways, born in San Diego. <laughs> don't remember much. I only look at photo albums and I'm like, hey, I went to SeaWorld. Cool. Um, lived there for about five years and then um, my dad he transitioned into the army so then instead of the navy went to the went to the army uh, and then we moved up to Tacoma Tacoma Washington Um, more specifically I lived in Spanaway so that's my neighborhood (laughs) yo shout out Spanaway Washington but a Clover Clover Creek Elementary School I miss you I went back when I came back for college and I was like, oh. this is ridiculous. It was renovated. It was upgraded. I'm like, this is, I just remember a little shed, <laughs> but so <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So I went there um, and then my dad, army, you know, you got a PCS somewhere else. He's like, Camille, we're moving to North Carolina, all excited, all happy. And I was crying little fourth grade me. I'm like, no. I want to stay here, but all that kind of stuff. But we moved to North Carolina, lived there for a year. And that was a very surreal, not surreal experience, like in a good way, but just like an eye-opening experience. We lived in like a... <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Here's the elementary I, elementary school I went to was called Johnsonville Elementary, Fayetteville, North Carolina. So yeah, I was there surrounded by tobacco fields, all that type of stuff. Lived in like a gated community with other houses that like the way you had to go like travel around the the neighborhood is by golf carts. So you already know we're we're Whoa. in a place that's like that's you know majority white people, <laughs> majority rich white people. Um and so that was an interesting uh experience, but we lived on the lake. And that was pretty nice. I would see snakes like like on the deck and stuff and little little reptiles. It's kind of cool. How far were Yikes. you from 2014 Forest Hill Drives? Forest Hill you know, Drive. Where I'm, not, you know, I get that a lot. I don't really know. I never looked it up. I could look it up right now. It might take some time, but I don't. I think I wait. Isn't that in Fayetteville? Well, that's what I'm saying. The only two things I know about Fayetteville is the Ville is oh. Jake Cole and Camille Naputo. Look at that. 
Yeah, no. Same level. Nice. <laughs> Legends. <But. laughs> Legends of the game. Yeah, and then so then we moved back home to Hawaii, and that's that's where home is. That's where I call home. Uh, because even though I wasn't born there, I lived there for majority of my life, seven years. Um, and that's where my family immigrated to not just my mom, my dad and my grandma, but like my grandpa's brothers. And, and he did, they worked on the plantations, the sugar plantations. Um, and that's where based, like if people who are listening that are from Hawaii, like if you know Waipahu, Kalihi, Salt Lake, that's where my family's based in, um, but yeah, that's home. And I miss it because I am in Tri-City, Washington. The <laughs> hey, one, the only. Shout out Tri-Cities. Shout out to Eastern Washington. If there's any other place, honestly, I'll give it that. If there's any other place that I would live um, in Eastern Washington, it would be Tri-Cities. Pullman, permanently. Pullman, permanently. Oh, God. Look, <laughs> hey, we got it. Hey, to the advisors <laughs> listening, to, to the homies, we love Pullman. No, yeah. We love but, you know, it's built Pullman. by the city for the city. <laughs> which of the tri are you living in? Which of the tri? So, which of the tri cities? Out of the tri cities, I, I hail from. <laughs> I hail. I've <laughs> been there for a year. Hail. Um. So I'm in Kenwick. Good old Kenwick. But no, I mean it, it's it's interesting because Jess and I have only lived in Seattle. Really, I mean I visit my family as much as possible with with the rest of my family here in Norway and like like Jess was talking about um having family in the Philippines as well in previous episodes um yeah it just it, it's something I didn't really realize until I went to college either I met people like you and other friends that are just from a plethora of cities mm-hmm. across the nation uh we talked about our friend Devin she I didn't know someone could be from northeastern Pennsylvania I don't think I'd ever meet someone from there but again you know similar story to you just like you know had the military background moving around a lot learned about military babies in like in in college that was a wild concept moving around as much (laughs) but no that's a super awesome I mean I was half expecting to you to say something about Pullman I was like I'd be like "Mm, no I don't want to live there permanently but you know job opportunity or job opportunity or master's Um, whatever but speaking of uh Pinoy's versus the world uh we're gonna jump in a little bit into the Philippines um because I know you shared with us both that, you know, you spent some time in the motherland and, you know, just from personal experience, I know the motherland is super humid um, and there was like a whole bunch of experiences, too. <laughs> but would you care to share like the most memorable time you had when you were back in the Philippines? Yeah, for sure. OK, so funny thing, I'll, I'll give like a um, a comparison. So when I was young, I went when I was in third, fourth grade. Um, and it was just new, like a whole new world. Also, I didn't know how to take care of my hair. So I have very like wavy, thick hair. Um, but in the Philippines, that it was just like, as soon as you, you walk off the plane in Manila, oh, yeah. it's just like, it's just immense. That's a wild. I, I know the experience. In, you're just Ooh. in like a dry and I love it. But then again, like they, people, they're not wearing shorts and tank tops and stuff like that. They are wearing jeans. They got their handkerchief, but then, yeah. So no, it's too hot that for that. Silk man. tops and the long <laughs> denim jeans. Yep. Just like walking around one button yep. down. On the jeepneys, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But oh my. my family, so I'm half Ilocano, half Visayan. And then, uh, so we fly into Manila 
and then you gotta you gotta transfer to another flight to to fly to Davao. So that's where my family is from, very southern Philippines. And and it's like it's like a mob and a half to get there. And I want to just say like it's just a way to <laughs> unplug. It's a way to unplug. Um, but my fourth, so as a little kid, we uh, there was this ex- experience where that's the first time I ever got stitches on my foot. And so we're at a family, at a at a family property. It's like um, half my uncle's medicine herbal business, like massage medicine. Like this, this foo only like he repeated third grade twice or first grade twice. He didn't even hey, go to legend. college, and he has his like own company like with massage oils and like pills and stuff, but not le- not illegal pills like legal medicine pills. Yo. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds sketchy. I don't really know hey, what it is. Hey, that's the same with uh, but... my titas in the Philippines. Wow. Not with medicine, though. But... That? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go okay. ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so it was at his property. It's like a four-story type <laughs> of condo-looking building. Like, he's bougie. Like, yeah, so they got it. They My family was able to, like, hustle, like that hustle mentality um, to, like, a pretty good spot. And so mm-hmm. he got a new car that day. This is this is a family party setting the scene. Um, you know, you got a lechon. You got all the panse, all the egg, you know, all of that. You got everyone. Yeah. So I was grabbing some some little Coke bottles, Coke glass bottles. You got to have the glass bottle. And I was I was having like three of them in my yep. hand. And then I dropped it. And I was like, oh, shoot, oh. I dropped it. That sucks. And then I look again, you know, as a fourth grader, you're just like, what's going on? You look at your foot and there's blood everywhere. Oh. My, like I opened, oh, split man. open like my foot. I have stitches still. Uh but yeah, all so I did. Those stitches. Yeah, they gave. They we gave, were in fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no, um, they rushed me. So, so as that happened, split moment, I scream, and then I just like sit on the side next to the broken glass, and I'm like, "Help me, help me! I don't want to die!" And then like someone just like <laughs> someone takes off, like rips their shirt, and like cuts the circulation off, things, things like that. They rush me into my uncle's brand new truck. You know, because he's been grinding oh, his like, no. brand new truck, so I don't know what's going on. I'm just like holding my leg up, um, and then yeah, in the ER, all I just remember <laughs> is just looking at, looking at the bright light, and then just like all of my family members like holding me down. I and see then, the light. <laughs> seriously, it was very not traumatic, but yeah, so many cockroaches. That's pretty traumatizing. Yeah, I mean, if it's traumatic to you. Yeah. It was, oh wow. But it was fun. It's a it's a cool story to talk. <laughs> that's good that's definitely a a big memory for sure and hey shout yeah. out to all my messians out there i'm also messian too but i'm from hey, the whole no, my family's three versailles messians right here nice. i think you think <laughs> i think i gotta double check um but yeah so then that's there's that young there's that young perspective i also just remember so many flying cockroaches bro they are oh. insane they are they are just yeah they got the I, insects I out shouting. there man yeah i remember yeah, talking sh- about the insects because um, i hmm. i don't know if i i don't i don't I, I like feel like i get snatched up by one of those like oh. you ever seen those like those bats that are the size of small children are those from the I, philippines you know what i remember going to a bat cave it stank oh <laughs> Yo, why y'all going to bat caves? You ever seen those segments? The, 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 they, they poop. They poop from the top. They of the do ceilings. poop, but it's, but it's good fertilizer. Spread. It's good That's fertilizer, true. though. 
You know what? Is, you know, nutrient rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nutrient fish emulsions. Rich. Fish. Em- I do. You know what? Talk to me about fertilizer. I love house plants, but <laughs> hey, shout out house plants. Shout out fertilizer. Growing back up, or growing growing up, and then going back to the Philippines at like 20, 21 years old, 20, uh, 20. And just being treated a little differently because you don't know how to speak the language. And then like you got the tattoos. I have one on my shoulder, one on my back. Like I remember going to a local little, little market with my cousin and then someone was kind of like following me. They were like, are you, are you so-and-so's daughter? And then, and then like, I'm like, get away from me. Like what? I don't know you, but apparently it was like an old family friend, but, um, for some, really wonderful person, (laughs) fairly wonderful person, but some chisme, like I found out that my mom had a previous lover in the Philippines before she was married. So it was before she graduated high school, before she graduated high school. And so she graduated high school and she left the day after she graduated to come to Hawaii, like come to the United States. So that was like, that's wow. must, must have been a trip and a half. Yeah, yeah, pretty tough. Oh but she, and, and what she left behind, not only her family, you know, for a better life, but also a lover, not a lover, lover, but you know, um, a quarter, as they would say, a suitor, a as, as, as our OG, as <laughs> oh, our OG man. Filipino grandparents would call him. And today he is a doctor and He's a bachelor. He's a bachelor. So hopefully, my mom's divorced. So you know, hopefully. Look at that. Love will rekindle. Coming full circle. (laughs) Coming full circle. Check out the suitor on the Filipino version of The Bachelor. Oh my god. On ABC. (laughs) Filipino (laughs) Love Island. (laughs) Filipino Love Island. That would be so so funny. That would be amazing. But it was just so nice to see. Or it could be a train wreck. But I mean, that would also be amazing. Yeah, it could be great <laughs> in multiple ways. But I think wow that oh sorry wow the cheese may is being aired. <laughs> I know right. I'm just throwing my mom under the bus. Sorry. <laughs> Jared threw his dad under the bus. So I know it's, huh? a, it's a podcast favorite. <laughs> It'll be a trend. <laughs> Starting yeah. the trend now. It was nice to see, like, I look at the rice fields that like like my my grandpa like grew up on. Like they they chop they're like. They would say, this is your mom's property. This is your your grandma's and so on, so on, so on, so It's just like a bunch of rice fields. And like, I can see like the carabao, like, like plucking the seeds and all that. Kind of, I don't know what they're doing, but they're using the carabao. And I don't know what's going <laughs> on. They're working out there. They're working. But that's not like what I see. <laughs> I'm like, crazy. dang, like that's hard work. Like you just think like about these deep concepts, like how good mm-hmm. we have it here compared to like, the motherland and it sucks it really does yeah. suck and like no matter how much mm-hmm. you can do like it's sometimes you just can't help them get out of it but yeah 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 there's definitely like that big culture shock like when i saw the care about like what you're talking about with the plucking the seeds or the rice yeah. whatever they're doing out there yeah. like yeah they're working hard and i'm like they damn are. if you came to like america like you would not see a carabao like walking down the street like doing no. some work on all the traffic just stops all the carabao just doing the work yeah. but yeah that's, that's just something cool. like yeah oh, okay <laughs> i was so sorry i did not mean to interrupt like it's just crazy to see 
how um, it's beautiful when you look at it, right? Like in, mm-hmm. the, in the motherland. But then when you come here, I just look around sometimes. I'm like, damn, this shit is ugly. This shit yeah. is ugly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'd rather walk on a mud, mudded, mud road and all that kind of stuff. Like fuck the pavement and, and the rocks and just, uh, uh, I don't know. Or maybe hey, just, sun, just. The sunsets though. Sunsets sun's- though in Eastern Washington. It, yes. uh, beautiful. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Very true. Very true. But it's like a humbling experience, you know, just like, you know, seeing all the work and like what you and your family came from, you know, and just Uh seeing like, damn, like, you know, your family like worked hard to, you know, put in the sacrifices, put in the work. And I think that's like a big, like, at least for me, like a big motivation. Um, But on your end, like what motivates you? Like what keeps you grounded? Is it the Carabao? Is it something else? (laughs) Is it the Carabao? Camille logged (laughs) down by the Carabao. Um... I I remember reading this question. I'm like, dang, I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> I'm still trying to I'm still <laughs> trying to figure rock? it out. Who's my rock? Yeah, I would say. Well, I don't want to be cheesy, but in all honesty, of course, there's there's family and like my little sisters. Thinking about my little sisters, I have two. One, or actually, I have three. Stirring oh, the pot. No. So- <laughs> <laughs> I I have three. No, you're good. Um, so I have two, but um, in the past five years or so, or okay, well, God, I'm really bad at time. But within the past couple of years, I've I've found out I actually have another uh, sister, half sister, uh, and she's oh. she's about five years old, I believe. And I didn't really, uh, I didn't find out about her until maybe two, two, three years ago. Um, but yeah, just putting in perspective, oldest out of like three other kids, it's kind of just, it, there's that, there's that obligation to just be that role model for them, or even not just that role model, but just help them in any way you can. I was a crappy sister growing up. Aww. I was mean. I was stingy, but you know, college humbled you and like humbled me. Um, and so trying to do, trying to do right by them and, and help them grow in a way where maybe, I don't know, help them learn the lessons that I learned, not the hard way, you know? Um, but another ground, yeah. like another grounding person is so, so my boyfriend, he is someone that really keeps me, um, together. You know, I, I feel like if I didn't have him, he'd, I'd, I'd be all over the place. So just having that support system always by your side, no matter what, always listening. It's just, you know, you know, you, you get, you need something, get yourself a good partner. That's, that's. Hey, shout out Saul. <laughs> shout out shout all out. the partners out there. <laughs> he's looking. Hey, Saul's, <laughs> hey, Saul's on the he's, link. There we go. He's playing hey. FIFA. <laughs> hey, shout out FIFA. Shout out Toxic EA Sports. Like, gotta love it. I love my video game. Manchester. Yes. Love my Manchester video United. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out Club America. There you go. <laughs> um, nice. but that's amazing. I hey, do do do, do any of your new pets um hold you down? What's it like being a cat? Oh my mom god. Now? Being yeah. a cat mom, I feel the responsibilities. They are kids. They are kids. You gotta clean the litter every well <laughs> I so before, so when I got Theo, I kind of just thought, okay, you get a cat, you get a litter box, that's it. No, you got to catify your environment. 
Ooh, Catify, Spotify. Catify. Your nice. Shout out, shout out to Jackson Galaxy. He is a great YouTube sort resource. If you yourself are a cat owner and you are struggling, I will defer. I will defer you to him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I defer to this person. <laughs> but they're super cool. I love them. They're just like they're just there. They just chill. Like you don't need to give them that much attention. To be honest, like you every once in a while, every few days, actually acknowledge their existence. Just kidding. I say I love you to them oh. every day. I say like, don't oh, I? Like yeah. I tell I tell Theo and Cookie That's like, sweet. I'm like I love you four times a day, four times a day maybe. I don't know, but it's they fun. You, just like, <laughs> yeah. But I've been having a problem <laughs> with um, one of them having gingivitis. <laughs> oh, having gingivitis and pooping <laughs> everywhere. You gotta. Rule, rule of thumb, you have to have um, one litter box per cat plus one. So I have to have three. Ooh. But I only have two. I don't have space for two. Wow. So, yeah. Give them options, one. but Give also them. territory. And... I think so, yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. They, my, my TikTok algorithm is all cat TikToks. Plant TikToks. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Can't lie, I find myself on YouTube a lot in my recommended just like pet memes, just like <laughs> all the time, just like thirteen hour run times, and I'll just like pop in like at certain hours. points and be like, "This is amazing. This has made my day better." <laughs> Might get a pet one day, but hey, I yeah, mean, a lot should. of my friends, including you, have pets. Um, it seems like a great. I was about to say investment. That's horrible. No, but not, it is. No. It's like, do you, do you get what I say? Like, what I mean? I just can't think of another word. That's a great investment. You invest in Dogecoin and an actual Hey, Wolf dog. Wolf, baby. Wolf, oh, wolf. Dogecoin. Oh, hey, I made a quick buck from that. Cool. Yeah, hey, shout out my Dogecoin users. Up to four cents today. Or 40 cents. 40 is it? Cents. Sponsored yeah, by a cryptocurrency. Cents 40 cents? Yeah, sponsored by Robinhood, you absolute crooks. No, I mean, like, hey, shout out. Cents. No, don't don't shout out Robinhood. Don't no. shout out Robinhood. No, I'm Anti trying to move my money. Out. I'm trying to move my money, but right now, shout I'm in. just... <laughs> shout in. For listeners who don't know, I mean, I, I taught my cat how to sit, how to fetch, how to stand. Oh, how, no. What else? And paw, and how to give paw. Mm, yes talented it's doable it is doable <laughs> you can you can create a hybrid of sorts you're seeing cats <laughs> versus dogs top five movie of all time <gasps> wait um, is that the spy movie it's the spy movie where it's the dogs the spy, are, with the beagle, are spies right? and the cat <laughs> yep yes, with the beagle, it's horrifying right? that that movie gave me both gives me both nostalgic feels whenever i, I like it. i see a reference to it which is yes. very seldom like this is the first time i brought up that movie in years i watched also, that movie religiously religiously oh my wow. god they made the like they made the humans like they, they made the cats the villains but there's like yeah. a redeeming story the, at the end though, yeah. where they're like the the one cat's like, I'm not about this cat. And the other dog's like, I'm not really about this dog either. So <laughs> cats and dogs. I just loved how there was, um, I remember this one scene and I just loved it where they open, they're in the trash can and there's like all this spy stuff in the trash can and I need to watch it again. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to, you're about to pull out a very specific niche scene from this random mid-2000s oh, movie. So I love it. so good. So good. What a funny movie. If you just go back and watch movies from like the 2000s and just look at like what, how far CGI has come. Oh, yeah. Because you bring yes. up HBO Max earlier. I, I I was also going through that yesterday. I just, you know, and you're just like, you might have had plans with friends to like talk to them online or like you were just planning to do something else and then maybe like a falls through and you're just like, damn, 
really yeah. in a pandemic. It's eight o'clock. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna turn on HBO Max. I watched Aquaman yesterday. Oh, a pretty good movie. I give it a solid seven and a half out of ten, nice. which is pretty high for me. Um, <laughs> nice. I actually, why am I acting like I'm a critic? I no, don't, hey, I'm not a critic. Don't listen to me. No, I, I agree though because <laughs> growing up, like you just watch movies just to watch them, but now I can't stop but critique them at all like I it's can't, so tough it's so I'm, i always like i'm always like what's the symbolism behind this oh 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 i see why they did that and and it connects to xyz and i'm just like camille in my head i'm like camille just freaking watch the movie like <laughs> enjoy the movie be present yeah, that's real <laughs> be present in the moment i mean it's a real thing because like what are you just gonna like critique every single thing you watch because it's tough to i mean i you know you should it, it makes things interesting you can roast a movie who's who's not watched like a movie that's hella fun to just like destroy just be like this is a trash movie but let's lizzie get mcguire. like lizzie mcguire lizzie, <laughs> lizzie mcguire is a 10 out of 10 for me i don't know what no, you're no, no 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 like it's it's a it's a no. phenomenal phenomenal piece but it's just like you look back you're like wow like it's they're they're like what what are they like 14 year olds or something like they graduated middle, middle something school. like that hillary duff hey hillary duff yo shout out hillary duff <laughs> yeah shout out to her to not not going crazy not yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Shout out, um, shout out all for three High School Musicals and The Prince's Diaries. <laughs> oh, The Prince's Diaries! Ones. I love and Hathaway. And oh Hathaway. my god! Shout her out face. Catwoman. Her face. <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> god, I love her face. I do because it's just Horrible. such a state. Just reminds me two thousands. That's it. Mm, I feel know? that. I you feel know? that. Well, hey, I mean, we've had a wonderfully chaotic conversation. I, is, I wouldn't have had it any other way. And we're coming towards the end to here. About um, plants. No, hey, it, this is the perfect time, too, because, hey, you want to shout out someone or something or some concept? I'm trying. This is your time. This is my time? No. <laughs> to shout um, out the friends, the homies, family, plants, whatever you desire. Oh, that's hard to shout out just one thing. How about... multiple. Now, people have shouted out things for as long as eons to come can be. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> yeah, Glass Lightning Coke. McQueen has been a Shout out to Glasgow, he says. My my boyfriend just said Glasgow? shout out to Glasgow. No, no, not Glasgow. <laughs> Ireland. No, that was bad. Oh, man. Scotland. No, no, no. <laughs> How do podcasts make it fluid? Do they just cut it? Do they just cut it? Yeah. And they just I don't imagine it. a lot is editing. I see. I see. But hey, we're, we never edit oh. everything we say. We, we let the people hear. No, we edit heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Many an hour in, in, in the stew, in the studio. Makes up for, makes up for um, dead space. True. So dead like space. this will probably get True. cut off. Right. Yeah, for sure. In the okay. Middle. I figured makes out what I'm going to, I figured out what I'm going to. Shout out. I feel like I'm talking a lot, but I'm also the guest, so it's like it makes sense. Hey, we're interviewing you, so (laughs) don't feel bad. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, shout out to plants. (laughs) I think ever since I ever since I got into house plants, and I know I got into it when when the pandemonium started and all that kind of stuff, but so I kind of hopped on a trend. But the trend is here to stay for the rest of my life because I want to get into gardening. <laughs> I oh. want to grow. I want to grow my own tomatoes. You know, <laughs> tomatoes. <But> tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes. Basil. Some basil. Some basil. Aluminium. 
<laughs> Yuminium was about to say. Fish it's and chips. A... Oh god! If any homies in the UK, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's like one. <laughs> and hey, we had a. No had lo- a they um, are no longer a listener. We had an impression in Australia like a week ago. Really? Shout out Australia. Shout out my Aussie. That's your fam, right? You have uh, some fam in Australia, right? We talked about it. I had an uncle that used to live there, but he doesn't live there anymore. So I don't know who you are down under, but shout out you. Shout out rugby. Maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's a cousin. I don't know. Oh, my half cousin. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard about that? There is a, there's um, someone who lives in Australia who, who, claims that they are the child of of prince charles and what whatever her villain face is oh camilla yeah camilla yeah if you ever watch the crown the crown i think you guys oh see i don't watch the crown do you want to shout out the crown yeah shout out the crown plus houseplants but even though the crown like it shines (laughs) a, a different light on like what royalty goes through Still, it's still fuck them though. It's still fuck them. But like, dang, they are people too. But still, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout, shout in, shout down the royal family. <laughs> R.I.P. Prince. Gotta come up something better for that. Yo, <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> you only, only put that part on Patreon if you ever start one. <laughs> This, yo, yeah, yes. starting a Patreon this week, you get our full Ooh, uncut, nice. unedited. Oh, God. $15 an hour. <laughs> Minimum wage. Minimum wage to, <laughs> to listen to our podcast. Y'all trying to work around the labor disputes. Come come at us. We're, oh we're pro-labor unions. We are a labor Shout union. out Kevin Schilling. Shout out Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Well, shout out Plants. Yes. Shout out the crown you should do it no yeah you should i think i suggest here i'll challenge you guys challenge you you guys as in harald and jess and then also you as in whoever's listening get a plant try it out see how you do just one just one don't don't splurge on five learn about one (laughs) watch it grow and then maybe maybe i don't know try more (laughs) (laughs) maybe buy a second (laughs) maybe buy a tenth or 12 yeah, yeah. yeah yeah hey i challenge accepted we actually did just get a house plant from ikea oh. randomly the other day and it's nice. to replace another plant that we've had in the house for like 10 what years plant? Wow. what plant may i ask oh could not tell you it looks like a baby cacti no not cacti, cacti. palm tree it looks palm like a baby tree. palm tree mm. but if a palm tree would only have like two massive leaves coming off the top and they're drooping <laughs> This is a horrible like a sago palm. A sago palm. Does it does it look like a let's, pregnant onion? A pregnant. Let's go with that. <laughs> it's a sago palm, everyone. Okay. We'll go with that. I've learned a lot. I'll hit it's you up crazy. later about it, Camille. Okay. I'll let I you think know. my my ADHD brain loves just learning all these facts about plants, how to grow them, what. Favorite fact of the day? Go. Okay. Um. Hmm. Ferns <laughs> like to be wet. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> this has been this has been episode three. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But hey, no, the perfect time to perfect time to outro. We've really enjoyed talking with our good friend, our great friend Camille Naputo. Yeah, hopefully we'll have you on the pod in the future. Maybe we can have it in person. I'm down. 
Yes. Um, you're vaccinated. I've heard from Yes, the, Pfizer. From I'm birds. a Pfizer princess. Hey, us hey. too. <laughs> My Pfizer, Pfizer oh, Filipinos yeah. in the house. Pfizer Yo. Filipinos, yes. Pfizer Pinoys, bro. There we go. Peepees. Peepees. <laughs> oh, this has been a wonderful chat, Camille. I look Thank forward. You. We look forward to the next time we can do it. Um, and on that Same. note, I guess we'll go into the musical interlude. You're listening. We'll be back after this break. (laughs) Love that. Excited to share with you all, the listeners of the pod, that you can now find Pin Noise versus the World on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Radio Public, on Amazon Music, and on Stitcher Radio. We're going to be all over the place. You can also find us on our new website that will be launched by the time this episode is out at pinnoiseversus.org. That's pinnoiseversus.org. Now back to the episode. And we're back from that incredible interview with Camille Napuzzo. What was your favorite part, Jess? That was a wonderful time. You know, Harold, I wanted to be a botanist, a biologist when I was in high school. But just seeing all of the plants that Camille talked about today, I was just like, wow, I am not, I am not suited out <laughs> for the plant life. <laughs> So many plants, so many, but we love you. So Camille. many plants Thanks for coming on. We'll have, we'll have to have you on again um, in the future. And we hope you all enjoyed that uh, interview with Camille. Uh, so we'll just move on to our, our biweekly cultura recommendations. I'll, I'll just start that off with uh, talking about a show that I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, shout out my friend, Chris Gix, who put me on um, also shout out API history month um, uh, history. Yes. Well, okay. Chris is not a Asian American or Pacific Islander. <laughs> The show is called Invincible, uh, stars a Korean-American teenager in high school, voiced by one of our favorites, Steven Yoon. Um, his mom, who is also voiced Debbie in the show, who is voiced by Sandra Oh, and dad, who is the superhero Omni-Man, um, who is voiced by J.K. Yes. Simmons. Um, it's it's this incredible series. It is forewarning, really gory and like intense, but it's based off a comic written by Robert Kirkman, who's the original author of the Walking Dead comic book series, um, and has had a lot of say in this series as well. If you watch The Walking Dead or read the comics, obviously it's one of the most popular, if not the most popular show in American history, just over the years. Um, and this show itself is on uh, Amazon Prime. Like we said, shout out API History Month. Uh, we got representation out here now. It's superheroes. Um, Mark's one of the most becomes one of the most powerful people in the world, and a lot of chaos ensues. 
um in the episodes after the first you don't even know where it's going by the end of the season i guarantee you your jaw will be on the ground so shout out chris gix for putting me on i want to put y'all on as well amazon prime invincible um the season finale episode eight just came out so you can binge all eight episodes they're about 40 ish minutes each you will not be not entertained i was gonna say you're not gonna be disappointed you will be plenty entertained um hope you all get a chance to see that before season two comes out which was confirmed recently as well all right we talked about listening we talked about watching i'm gonna recommend some reading for y'all uh something that's been on my dial lately it's called a terrible thing to waste uh environmental racism and its assault on the american mind by harriet a washington i'm not sure how i heard about harriet a washington's work oh no it was through a npr podcast but then i forgot what oh yeah (laughs) it was talking about shout out npr but shout out npr but uh it's really cool uh just to be reading this book and talking about how you know environmental racism has impacted our lives not only within cities but in rural areas um that's really important with like the research that i'm doing now um just like on the side and learning more about how it's impacted communities of color um so this is my recommendation a terrible thing to waste available as an audiobook an ebook or hardcover wherever you get your books and digital books and i'll pass it back to you yeah, so th- we really hope you all get a chance to check out these recommendations this week um, and re- hope you enjoyed the episode as well. This has been Pinoy's Versus the World, um, edited by myself, Harald, uh, music by Jonas Hilseth. Uh, happy birthday, Jonas. His birthday just happened, 21st. Um, and Jess Wanich, website by Jared Geralde and logo by our interviewee today, Camille Naputo. You can find her on Instagram at Simply Cami and at Simply Sleek to get your own logo commissioned by her. Um, I'm going to do a special shout out since she was an interviewee. So that has been episode three of Pinoy's versus the World. Hope you all enjoyed. We will uh, see you actually next week for a special episode and a new schedule moving forward. So looking forward to seeing you all um, on the podcast then. Bye. Peace. <laughs>